This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Monday to you and you and you and you and you and you. Today flew by, you guys. I don't even know what's going on with me, but woo, Monday. It's a Monday. Hey, Texas Gina. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, where shall we begin? As I told you, New Year. I'm uh, streaming specifically on Patreon and on YouTube only. So make sure wherever you're watching, you hit that thumbs up and come on over to the dark side. Um, what else? Uh, super chat, super stickers are available. And hey, Patty, hey, girl, hey, hey, better days, hey, dream big. Uh, listen, you guys, it's just been a day. Like, it's been a day. It's been a day. Woke up to some drama, not my drama, but some drama, and uh, had some technical difficulties, all the things, but. It's still 2022 and I'm feeling positive and happy and all the good stuff. So many shows kicking off this week, you guys. Um, of course, today we're going to cover Before the 90 Days, uh, Season 5, Episode 5, False Starts and Promises. One of the things I want to say, you guys, is like, don't you guys already feel, oh, hi, Halima, you're new, welcome. One of the things, do you guys don't already feel like you're invested? Like, we already know the Memphises, the Genos. Uh, Jasmine's, all of them, right? So we're kind of invested. We kind of have our take, who we like already. And they're throwing in next episode, Ben. I totally forgot about him. Remember Ben, who's like ultra religious. Uh, Patty, thank you so much. Happy New Year and much love to you. I appreciate the support. Thank you so much. But this is what I was saying in earlier episodes, you guys. Like, introduce everyone, Right, because I completely forgot about Ben. Now I'm not really interested in hearing anything about his stupid story, but they're going to force us to because they're going to introduce him next episode. And I just feel like introduce everyone at once so we know who's who. We can decide who we like, who we don't like, all the things. But this staggering, hey, see, Cruz, hey, this staggering, and like I always say, it's a filler couple. And and my experience is when they bring in a couple way late in the season and don't get me wrong. Okay. Don't get me wrong when I say this, but cause I don't even remember her name. That's how late it was. But remember when they brought in Tim and Melissa, 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 
we weren't as invested because they were like the filler couple of their season. And so by the time we were already invested in everyone else, we were talking about everyone else. I feel like it's the same thing. Like I completely even forgot about Ben. And you guys, when I went back, um, because, you know, I get the, anyways, when I went back into my emails uh, for all the press release stuff, his picture is not even in with the group of them. And I can tell you, like, I want to, okay, I'm going to show you. So, hold on. This is how I know they're a filler couple. Okay, so <clears throat> in the press release, when they release the new couples and all of this stuff, so, of course, we have Caleb and Alina. Boom. We already decided who we like, who we don't like. And then we have uh, Gino and Jasmine. Boom. Okay. Got that. Then we have Memphis and Hamza. Boom. We got that. And we have Soldier Boy and Kimberly. Boom. We've got that. And even in the press release, we don't see Gino and Ella. And so it's making me feel, you guys, that this is what I'm predicting. Hey, Dasha. Hey. This is what I'm predicting, you guys. I'm predicting, and I'm going to call it out here. I'm just predicting. But I, I don't think that Johnny's going to make it to America. And I think that's why they got staggered in and with the whole Ella thing. And then Ben is like a filler. Anyways, what do you guys think? Better Day says, yeah, why are we showing, why are they showing Ella and Johnny apart as well? Do, doesn't he not make it to the U.S.? You're reading my mind, Better Days. I'm thinking he's not going to make it to the U.S. And we'll talk about it in this episode. Okay. But Ben, Ben, and what what's his woman's name even? Like, it's like some, what's her name? I don't even know. It's Ben and who? Whatever. Uh, Geekster says, I don't think so either. His visa was denied and his parents guilt tripping him. Yeah. Same. 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 So we're all on the same page. Okay. So starts off mahogany. Thanks, Patrice. Hey, girl. Hey. Mahogany. Mahogany. Is that her real name? Mahogany. From Russia. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Ben and Mahogany. Whatever. Uh, let's get into Hamza and Memphis. Okay, so obviously the mom's super upset with them because she knows the jiggy jiggy went down or like they like to say, sexy time. Sexy time. Sexy time. It was sexy time. So uh, she's super upset, you know, that she caught them in bed together. Um, and <laughs> mahogany. Mahogany is a particle board. That's hilarious. And so... Memphis is trying to talk to Hamza. She's like, you need to talk to your mom and make sure that we're all good because you're the one that snuck in here. And, you know, it makes me look bad as well as, you know, she's the one that said for you to stay on the couch. And I don't want to be the one that's disrespecting my mom's, your mom's rules. Right. Cause I'm the guest in the house. And he's like, Oh, no problem. No problem. And then she's like, yeah, just tell your mom that we cuddled, but there was no sex. And then she did the whole, like, I was like, what, what is happening here? Where is Adam the translator? Where is he? Because we need him. Plus, just on a selfish note, I take notes. And so 
having to watch notes, read, watch notes. It's, it takes me forever. Two hours, now it comes like two and a half hours because I'm always pausing because I want to take a note. And then I'm missing what I'm supposed to be reading on the screen. Just bring me Adam, the translator, people. So anyways, Memphis wants Hamza to go to his mom, Hayat, and smooth things over, okay? He goes to his mom and totally lies to her face. Mom's like sitting there. She's super upset. Um, and she's like, weren't you supposed to sleep in on the couch? And then he says that Memphis, you know, she was nervous and she flew all of this way and she didn't want to sleep alone. So how could he not go and sleep with her? I was like, that is not what happened. That is not what happened. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, girl. Hey. Yes, y'all. Don't forget to hit that like button wherever you are. Take one second and click it. So I was like, oh, wait. So not only are you lying to your mom that you guys didn't sleep together, but you're lying and blaming Memphis, saying that, oh, because she flew so far away that she forced you to sleep with her, sleep next to her. And the mom says, Matt, she's like, you know, I, you know, we talked about it. We agreed upon it. We said that we were going to do it the traditional way. And, you know, I don't understand why you went against what we had agreed upon. And he's like, oh, nothing happened. Nothing happened. And the mom's like, you want me to believe that a grown ass man and a grown ass woman who want to be together slept side by side and nothing happened. She's like, stop lying. <laughs> I was like, go ahead. Hey, Uh, Gina says he's showing he's a liar. And Vanessa said if it was that quick, he could have snuck back to the couch. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Listen, but we already know, Vanessa, that he's super lazy. He doesn't cook. He doesn't make his own bed. His mom makes his breakfast and clean, like makes the bed for him, all the things. He doesn't work. He doesn't drive. So he's like a child, really. And so I can't imagine that he would roll out of the bed and actually have to make an effort and go back to the couch. No, he's lying in the bed. He's just going to lie there. And he's going to throw Memphis under the bus because he's a mama. Not, I don't even want to say that he's a mama's boy, you guys. I want to say like he's he's like a he's an adult baby. You know what I mean? He's like an adult baby. No, like what? I keep saying this. What skill are you bringing to the table? Like, obviously, he's he's a good looking man, but you can't get around life on your looks alone, right? You can't. I mean, some people can, but you got to bring more. Okay. I'm going to be crass for five seconds. You guys cover your ears. I know you don't expect this from me, but it's how I feel in this moment. You can't be hot and no skills. Okay. And you can't I'm going to say it. I feel bad. I feel like my mom is right over. I'm just saying you can't not ha know how to ha have sex properly and have no skills and have no job and live at home and just be hot. I'm just saying that like all the hot people that I know you're hot, but you also can get down and that's why you can, you know, slide through life, but you can't not get down and be hot and then not bring anything else to the table because then what, what are you bringing? If there's, if there's like a lack of sexy time and your sexy time only lasts seconds, then, then what is she really getting out of this relationship? Really? 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're not hitting it, it's not even going to be a hit it and quit it because you're not even hitting it right. <laughs> oh, Michelle. Hey, girl. Hey. Yes. You know what? Te- you know what? Texas Gina, let me bring it back to PG. He could at least have a good job. He could at least have a good job. <sighs> Dasha, I was so close, and then, and then my African mom came in my ear, and I was like, "The internet is forever, and someone's gonna find it and send it to her." Anyways, the mom is not impressed with Hamza. She's like, "Stop lying," um, and she's mad. And then finally, uh, <laughs> we're happy to have you, Michelle. We finally uh, have Memphis come into the kitchen. And she's like a little nervous. She wants to make sure every, everyone's good, everyone good. But of course, the language barrier is a big deal. So, you know, the mom doesn't really know what she's talking about. But um, Hams is like, you know, she, she wants to know if you're happy. And the mom, mom's looking at her with the evil eye, the side eye. and But she's smiling like, yeah, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. So... <clears throat> The other thing I noticed is Memphis is short. I'm trying to figure out how tall she is. I don't think she's more than five foot. She's very, she's a, like little. And I didn't realize she was so little uh, until I saw her walking beside uh, Hamza. So anyways, they're off to the Medina, Medina market. So they're going to like look around. They're going to have some alone time. Then they're going to go to the cafe because she's really not impressed with the sex that they had the night before. She said it was too fast and furious and she wants to have an open, honest conversation about it. Um, so she's like, you know, sexy time uh, was too fast. So he's like, no, I'm happy. And she's like, yeah, I'm sure you're happy. What I'm trying to say is that I'm not happy. <laughs> and she's like, is it always this fast? And he's like, I am sexy, baby. I am sexy. Listen, Clearly, your woman is saying you're not sexy, and clearly, your woman is saying that she is not happy with the shenanigans that happened there. And I died. Hey, Olivia. Hey, girl. Hey. I died of laughter. I died of laughter because you guys know I tell you guys all the time there are four things that you need to talk about when you're about to get in a relationship, and sex is one of them. And and so I'm not mad at her for being open and honest, saying, "Hey, listen." This is what I expect uh, being intimate with you. And what do you expect? Like she wants to have that conversation. And I think it's super important to have that conversation because that can break a marriage. That can break any relationship if you're not on the same page. And I feel like they're not on the same page. I feel like she wants to be sexually fulfilled and he just wants to like hit it and quit it for a lack of better term. And and I think that that's going to be a point of contention for the two of them. So we'll see. Anyway, so she's trying to have that conversation and he's like, no, baby, I'm I'm sexy, I'm sexy, which he totally didn't get it. And so because she's, don't forget, she's a nurse practitioner, y'all. She broke it down scientifically. And when she did, I died. She's like, but, okay, wait, let, let, let me be serious. She's like, but you ejaculate too fast. 
And is it because you haven't had sex in a long time? I was like, oh Lord, she took it. She took it to her nursing degree, y'all. She took it to like eighth grade sex ed. Oh my God, this show is wild. Anyways, uh, he explains that he hasn't had sex uh, in eight months. So that's probably why. The producer asks him, um, you know, Memphis was asking you why it didn't go down properly last night. And he says, because he can't control himself. He finds Memphis too sexy. And, you know, the whole big booby thing that he keeps saying that I just don't find sexy at all, but whatever. Um, And then they start talking about their, well, one-sided talk about their sexual histories or whatever. And Hamza says that he's had sex with four previous women. And now, you know, I don't know enough about the Muslim culture, but I know that it's frowned upon for them to have premarital sex. So if he's already had sex four times and we're finding out that, or not four times with four different women, like, how does that play out? Does anyone know? Someone tell me in the live chat. Someone tell me. Some Someone tell me. I can look it up, but I know one of you guys would know. So, like, how how is, is it frowned upon that he is not no longer a virgin? Because I know, obviously, for the women, it, it would be frowned upon. But I'm curious if it's the same for men. Anyways, um, so Memphis is like, oh, so you've slept with four women. How many of those women have you brought back home? And he's like, no, just you, just you, because you are my soul. You are my life. Now, here's the thing, you guys. I can't wrap my mind around this. So let's take a little poll. For the first, like, three, four episodes, I'm thinking that Hamza just wants to come to America to better his life, to get a job and send money back home for his mom. I was The vibe I was getting was that he wasn't in, into her at all. But he was her. T- she was his ticket out of a bad situation. But now, like they've had sex the first night, you know, he's like kind of lovey towards her a little bit, right? And now I'm confused. And then he's saying all this stuff like, "You're my soul. You're my life." Do you think he means it, or do you think he's playing a part? Because again, hey, dopey dope, again. She's his ticket out of there. I can't decide. I'm on the fence with it. Uh, Patrice says, totally haram for men too. Not Muslim, but learned this from Zane Daly. Well, there you go. Thank you for that answer. Yeah, so I can't decide if he's really into her or not. I'm on the fence with that. I'm still going to go with my gut. And my first instinct was, nah, he's not feeling it. Yeah, see, Dream Big says the same same thing. No, I don't feel he, he, he means it. I think he's playing a role for his ultimate goal. Anyways, um, <clears throat> then they talk a little bit about the mom still being angry uh, because they had sex. And she's like, well, I don't know what to do with it because I want to build intimacy with Hamza because, again, that's an important part. And I've been in a relationship where I wasn't sexually attracted to my partner and that didn't work out. So I want to be able to build in these next three weeks. Because remember, you guys, they're not just dating. They're engaged. So remember her three-week plan is the first week they get to know each other, the second week they get married, and the third week they honeymoon. So they're running out of time. So she wants to make sure that they're sexually compatible before she walks down the aisle next week. 
literally next week. Unless something goes wrong, which of course something is going to go wrong. Because again, it's before the 90 days. It's not 90 day fiance. You hear me? So anyways, so the one thing about um, Memphis is that she doesn't cook. So the mom was trying to like cook fish with her and Memphis was making a huge deal out of it. And I can't stand when people are like that. Sorry, not sorry. I think it's ridiculous. It's It was fish, but she's like, eh, it feels weird. Eh, screaming. I was like, you sound ridiculous. You're a mom of two. You've never cooked fish before, ever. Really? Really? Who's... Okay, everyone's talking about who's Zane Daly. Someone's going to have to fill me in. I've never heard of that person before. Um, but apparently popular. Second person to to mention it. Um, yeah, so I wasn't impressed with, with Memphis and making a big deal about cooking. Like, learn to cook. You got kids. You're a nurse. Like, work it out. Okay? Work it out. Olivia says, I don't think he wants to work. Just come to America, live off her, and have endless sexy time. I mean, Olivia, you just jumped in the chat. My whole thing is if they want, if he wants endless sexy time, he's going to have to provide the endless sexy time and not be like a 20 second person. Like, I don't even know how to say it properly. You just can't, you know be a one minute wonder that's not gonna work you can't come you can't that's what i was saying earlier you can't just be attractive and not know how to throw down right because endless me <laughs> Lindsay, thank you for putting the words in my mouth you can't be a one pump jump <laughs> i'm dead Oh my God, you guys are so funny. <laughs> Lindsay, I'm going to be saying that for life now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they're back at the house. They're making dinner. They sit down for dinner. And the mom wants to talk about the night before. She's super not impressed. She wants to make sure that tonight, Hamza stays on the couch and Memphis stays in the room. That's it. That's all. Hamza tries to like buck up a little bit and like, oh, and the mom's like, well, I just heard her say, okay, so what's the big deal? If it's okay, then conversation finished. Finito. So there will be no sneaking tonight. And I wouldn't be surprised if the mom like, you know, when you were a kid and your mom, your parents were like, doors are all open. Everyone has to, they see everything. They hear everything. I'm sure that you're not going to close your door. Your door will be open. My door will be open. If I hear any funny business, it's a wrap. Anyways, uh, then the mom wants to know about Memphis's two divorces. And then I got confused because I was like, she got married twice. When did we know that? I know that she has two baby daddies, but I didn't think that she got divorced twice, which she hadn't. So she got married once. She says, and she was like stumbling on her words to explain what she was trying to say. 
but she ended up saying that it wasn't a good marriage. They were just friends, but you could tell there was way more to that story. Let's get into that. Like, I want to know what the story is. So, um, married one. And then I guess she was maybe in a long-term relationship or if she had some type of another relationship, whatever it was, she produced another kid. Um, but the mom's worried that because Memphis has in her mind, two ex-husbands that she's going to dump Hamza in the future and they're not going to get along. Um, and so Hamza is trying to explain this, but you know, it gets lost in translation and he completely doesn't explain it right to, uh, Memphis. So the mom is thinking that it's not going to work out. Like if this woman just has men and then has kids and leaves them, what Stevie says Memphis was try. Why do you think she's trifling? I'm just curious because the point I'm making is that the mom also too is divorced. So how is that any different? Which is what Memphis said. How are you going to judge me when you're divorced too? You know what I mean? Is it, Are you saying she's trifling because she has two baby daddies? Because I got to tell you, there are a lot of men that have, I mean, a lot of men that have multiple baby mamas. A lot. A lot, a lot. So, I just, you know, I feel like, what, you can't, what is it? The pet kettle black? Pot calling, you can't be the pot calling the kettle black. If you're divorced too, and she's divorced, and you're both divorce, then that equals you're divorced. And because she's had a couple of relationships that haven't worked out, you're still a single mom too, Hyatt. So you've either not had any other further relationships or your relationships haven't worked out either. So it sounds to me like you guys are both in the same boat. Stevie says, sex in the mother's house, any culture unmarried is bad. Okay, I'm I'm going to address this. Stevie and I, I, I love you. You're a regular here, and I'm happy to have you. But here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing that I can't stand, and it's, it's all over my social media and, and all this stuff. I'm going to tell you right now in 2022, what we're not about to do is we're not about to slut shame women when the men do the same thing, okay? So... Hamza's the one that agreed with his her his mother that he wasn't going to have premarital sex. Although he's already had premarital sex with four other women, okay? Memphis is the one that said, hey, I want to respect your mom's culture. I want to respect the rules of the household. All of the things she said from the get-go. So maybe we should get a hotel. Hamza's the one that lied and said, no, no, it's not a big deal. My mom's going to be cool with it, whatever, whatever. There is no person, Stevie, that held a gun to Hamza's head and told him he had to get his butt off the couch and sneak into the room. He did that as a grown-ass man by himself and decided to make the decision to sleep with Memphis. It takes two consenting adults to have sex. So in there's... In, how is it that she's trifling? If we want to talk about trifling, okay, they're both trifling, but more so him because like, uh, I think it's Patricia, someone told me about Haram. She's not Muslim. She's an American and American women. I can't speak for American women because I'm not American women, but I would think that Western women 
are free to make their own choices and their body, their choice, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. And yeah, I said it because it's appropriate time because you're making me mad. On that note. Oh, hi, Will McCoy. Hello from Scotland. Loving the tea. Thank you. Listen, Will, I woke up 6 a.m. and my phone was blowing up with tea. I have so much tea for you guys on Friday. I might spill a little bit today, too. And then Amanda's here. Shout out, Amanda. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, Amanda and husband Amanda. Happy anniversary to you. Uh, oh, Texas Gina says, Texas Gina is like my soul sister. She's half Scottish. I think she lived in California and Texas and all the things. Excellent. All right. Now, Stevie, I'm not mad at you, but I did have to go on that tangent because I think it takes two to tango. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and so if if y'all are deciding that you're going to have sex before marriage, then you both decided. And if we want to say one's trifling, then they both have to be trifling. All right. Now, back to the mom. So the mom is worried that Memphis is not going to be a good fit, a good woman for her son. And I get it. She's a single mom. She struggled. Uh, It could not have been easy for her um, in a Muslim culture, being a single mom and raising two kids uh, with no husband. And so she's worried. She doesn't want her son to suffer and have the adversities that she had to come up with. I get it. All parents want better for their children. I totally understand that. Um, So she wants to make sure that if she blesses this wedding, that, you know, Hamza is in good hands. Now, here's the thing. Memphis and Hamza don't know each other. And I've said this before, and I'll say this again. You can meet someone online, and you can talk to them for 10 years for all as I'm, I'm concerned. But if you don't know each other in real life and spend time together in real life, then you're not going to really know them. And he even says that because now the mom is crying. She's like, I've worked hard. I don't want a bad life for my kids. Hamza's now thinking twice about the situation because He really doesn't know enough about Memphis's past, nor does Memphis know about his past. So y'all could have been talking for a year and a half, but doesn't mean you know each other. And clearly you don't, but you're going to get married to a perfect stranger. So I know that there are like arranged marriages and all of that stuff, but even in arranged marriages, the families meet and talk and they sit down and everyone talks amongst each other and all the things before they just boom. You don't just show up at the the altar and boom, you're married. There's a lot of prepping coming into the arranged marriage. It's not like you think like, oh, we don't know each other. But in this situation, they don't know each other. And one day of seeing someone in person is not going to be enough. One week is not going to be enough. Two weeks is not going to be enough because by week two, you're supposed to be getting married. And by week three, you're supposed to be on your honeymoon. So Amanda, you're saying what I just said. Amanda said, for me, it's on Hamza because he probably told Memphis his mom was actually okay with it when she wasn't. And Memphis would have mostly, and Memphis would have mostly no idea if she just got off of what he was saying. Exactly. He lied from the beginning and it wasn't until they were in the taxi where he started to come clean and say, yeah, my mom's actually not cool with it. And he's a grown ass man, y'all. He's the one that snuck into the room. 
if you're on the couch and the room is over there, you have to get up off of your own butt onto your own feet and sneak over. No one forced you. Okay, so if it's so important to you, which it's not to him since he's already slept with four other women, then, I mean, who's it on? That's all I'm saying. Who's it on? Anyway, on to Alina and Caleb. Eh, eh, I really like Alina. I think she's quite smart. Um, I do think she has a specific agenda, though. Uh, so, obviously, we had some romantic time they didn't have sex but the night before you know they made out and she's coming out of the bathroom she's in her like sexy lingerie and uh she's getting back into the bed and he's like you know do you need a hand she's like no i'm a strong and independent woman go ahead alina handle your business so they're kissing we find out there was no sex but you know they had a level of intimacy that's because that's how Caleb talks a level of intimacy um, and Caleb felt like they had some really good alone time and you know they had built up some good energy because again that's how Caleb talks and they had some passionate kisses and Alina thought it was going to be more like a romance novel but really it was like thunder like all of a sudden boom which is true if you think about last week all of a sudden they walk into the hotel room boom they're kissing like, there was no buildup, no, like, hey, <laughs> no foreplay. Boom, you're, you're making out. Okay. Okay. Um, so Alina has questions, right? Because she feels like, hey, we were making out. It was getting hot and heavy. And then nothing further happened. And, you know, she really, like she said, she really wanted to have sex. And he didn't. And so it made her confused. And so she asked him, is there a problem? I, I just, okay, I'm just going to be honest because I don't know. And, and you guys feel free to, to school me. But he says he's still adjusting. Um, he has to get used to a lot of things. And so he's not there yet. And it's difficult for him because he has to like crouch down to be next to her um, so he got in his head because of their size difference. And so, you know, his intentions are to get past that, but he needs more time. Now, here's the thing, okay? I don't know about y'all, okay? I don't know about y'all, but if you're truly attracted to someone, then you're just attracted to them. And I get that sometimes it takes some time to like spend time with someone and, and, and get to know them and all that stuff. No problem. Take your time. But I feel like when someone says that he, he needs time to get out of his head and he needs time to adjust and he has to get used to some things. I get that there's a size difference, but should the size difference take away from actually being attracted to someone? Cause I personally don't think it should able-bodied or not able-bodied. I think that if you're attracted to someone and you want to be with them and like Caleb says, you really care about them, then 
all of these excuses just sound like excuses. And especially when you say, um, you've got to get past it and you've got to get out of your own head. So you're in your head saying what? It can't be anything nice if you went from being hot and heavy to being turned off and you got in your head. Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense to y'all? Because I'm like, I would not want someone to say that they have to get used to me um, and it's difficult and you're still adjusting and you have to get used to some things. Like, no, I that's not, a, that's just the worst for me. That's just the worst for me. I just, I don't like it. And even Alina said, you know, she wants to be normal in his eyes. And I, I totally felt what she was saying. She was saying, hey, listen, I'm a woman. I'm attracted to you. And despite my disability, I just want to be normal. I just want to be Alina to you. Not Alina with XYZ, all the caveats behind it. I just want to be the girl that we've been talking for 13 years. And apparently we're supposed to really want to be with each other. I want to be that. Stevie is Stevie says he's honest about it instead of lying about it. I'll give you that. That's true. He is being honest, but I feel like there's too many explanations for him to not be with her. Like if you just say, Hey, listen, I want to be good friend with you and spend quality time with you, then that's fair. And then someone else has said to me, you know, it's different. He needs to adjust. You have to give him time and all of that. And I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Uh, Diamond says, I agree. I like he's honest. He might not be feeling it in person and he wants to be. Okay. I feel you. I hear you guys. And Dream Big says, he says he's attracted to her. I think he's trying to process how it will be, making sure he doesn't hurt her. Okay, that's fair too. You guys are giving me a good different perspective. A good different, I guess I'm just the cynic. I'm like, no, Caleb, no, be nicer. Um, but I will keep an open mind. I'm just not buying it right now, but I hear what you guys are saying. And those are all valid, 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 valid points. Um. So then... I'm sorry, you guys, but then he does weird, crazy, stupid shit. Like, he's carrying her up the stairs, but he's carrying her like he's carrying, I don't know, like a, a box out front up the stairs. And my note was, why is he carrying her up the stairs like that? And then she says, she even said, oh, you're carrying me weird. And they're going to the gym. Now, Alina's not a gym person, but he's a gym person. And I got to tell you guys, if you watched last week's show, I called it. I called it. I think that these two are great friends. I think they're great friends. I think they came on the show so that they can promote, both promote their end agendas. Caleb, uh, if you don't know, he's been in fitness competitions. I think he came in like fourth in his first fitness competition. He's totally into like fitness, fitness, like fitness competitions, bodybuilding competitions. And Alina is a singer. And if you go to her social media, you'll see that all her songs are out there all the time. And she's singing live and all the things. She has a band, all the things. And I think that this is exposure for the their two different agendas. Okay. Now, so they have a gym scene. And he's acting like her personal trainer. 
showing her arm curls that will promote endorphins in her brain. Then he puts her on the treadmill. Then they do sit-ups, which is, you know, she was totally, what I love about Alina, and yes, guys, she, she is queen. What I love about her, she's game for anything. She's up for anything, all the things, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I think it's great. I just, I think maybe I just have like a little doubt about Caleb, but I'll put it, I'll put it on the back shelf for now. Um, so they're going to meet her friend Maria later for dinner. Uh, they've asked Elijah not to come, which is unfortunate because Elijah is great TV. Um, but there's still tension between Elijah and Caleb. So she just wants good vibes only. He wore this like red floral shirt and he thought it was a good vibe shirt. And she, he's hoping that Maria's going to like his shirt. And Alina throws some shade. She's like, you think it's a good shirt? Really? <laughs> you guys, I cannot with you guys in the live chat. I cannot. I cannot. With you. Hilarious. Okay, maybe I'll put this one up. Uh, I thought he carried her upstairs in a more ergonomic fashion. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, all right, I gotta get away from the live chat, but you guys are hilarious in the live chat, really funny. Okay, so they go over to Maria's house, and another thing that she said that was super funny that I think is well, you guys can tell me because I find it to be a true statement. So I'm curious, Americans that are watching. Did you grow up not not taking your shoes off when you get in the house? Because I noticed that a lot of you guys do not take your shoes off when you get into the house. And I think as an immigrant and immigrants everywhere, we grew up like you would get, not literally, but you would get beat down or side-eyed. Side if you even put one foot of your dirty ass shoes that you walked around in the in the outside world inside your house. And so I'm curious, like, is that is that just an American thing? And if it's an American thing, like, why is it? Because when they got to Maria's house, uh, the first thing she said was, can you please take off your shoes? And then Alina says, yeah, because we're not in the U.S. And she starts laughing. Okay, so yeah, I guess it's an American thing. So Dream Big said, nope, I didn't need to take my shoes off. C. Cruz says, oops, guilty of shoes in the house. Oh, okay. Lindsay says, as an Asian American, it's a rule to take your shoes off in the house. Gina says, or yeah, Texas Gina says, no. Michelle says, I wear my shoes in the house. So it's like 90%. That you guys, okay. Geek girl. Yeah, wow, you guys, wow. What? Grew up with shoes in the house. That's so interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Immigrants, we don't do that. You take your shoes off. 
I take my shoes off at other people's houses too. And they're looking at me like, why are shoes off? It's just, they're my outside shoes. Anyways, that's good to know, Americans. Good to know. It's good to know. Um, so they take the shoes off and then they're sitting for dinner. Maria wants to know, like, how did you guys meet? All the stuff. And, you know, they met online. They joked about mail order bride. She took a video and sent it to him. From there, there was chemistry. And that is their story. And they're sticking to it. And then Maria asked about the future. Uh, are you guys going to live together in the U.S.? Are you guys going to live in Russia? Like, what's your story? And Caleb's like, whoa, we have no permanent plans yet. And she's like, well, you know, you're going to have to make a decision because, like, what is this? And he says, well, you know, that's private conversation that Alina and I should have separately. So then Maria gets mad and Maria starts talking Russian. And she's basically like, I'm worried that this is going to be a vacation fling. It's going to be great now. And then you're going to part ways and your heart's going to be broken. And what do I always say to you guys? You cannot make your vacay bay your boo. Okay. If you all are on vacation, because both of you are on vacation right now, right? Holiday. She's not, she's not, they're not in Russia. He's not in the US. You guys are both in Turkey, vacationing it out. So you guys are vacay bays and everything can be hunky dory, even though everything is not hunky dory right now. You guys are already having problems on like day two or three or four, whatever it is. And now you guys are going to be like, hey, yeah, we're going to be in a committed long distance relationship. How's that going to work? Because your vacay mode is not the same as your everyday mode. Trust and believe that. Okay. <laughs> you guys are still stuck on the shoes, eh? <laughs> That's funny. Um, so... She starts talking in Russian. She's super like, I don't want to see you get hurt. And Caleb is offended because they're talking Russian for quite a long time in front of him and no one's translating. He's like, okay, well, I'll just be sitting right over here. And they completely ignore that and continue to talk. And one of the things I thought was funny, not funny, but interesting, is that Maria had a valid point. And Alina was like, yeah, you know, I'm hoping towards the end of the trip, we'll have the conversation about what's the future going to look like and where do we go from here? And so they end dinner and then Caleb is like, I'll toss you in. Okay. Meaning he's going to toss her into the ride chair, which I just, you guys, this is why I'm like, eh, I don't know what his, I'm going to toss you in. You guys, I just, I don't, I'm going with my gut, you guys. I'm not feeling him. I'm not feeling him for her. I'm not. I feel like he thinks that she's like some type of charity case that he's just being nice to. I don't, I'm like, I don't like the vibe because his first instinct is to treat her differently. And the things that come out of his mouth are like, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. You know what I mean? Anyway, if they get into the ride chair. Caleb doesn't want to rush into anything. He goes on this whole tangent. I was going to write it down, but then I was like, mm, no, no. All you guys need to know is that he doesn't have a long-term plan. 
and it's too soon. He would rather base the relationship off of the most information possible, even though they're only going to be spending three weeks together. So like, what more information are you going to get in those three weeks? However, he de- he just wants to go with the flow and see how he feels. And if the stars align and the moon align and he's feeling it and he can get out of his head and just feel better about the situation and love on her, then it's possible that they might be in a relationship later, but he can't promise anything because he doesn't really know how he's feeling and he's kind of just going with the vibe. And, you know, he drew that picture and burnt it in the fire to make sure that the energies were aligned and perhaps the fire wasn't strong enough or or hot enough because the vibe is still off. Okay, I'm totally going off on a tangent, but that's exactly what he did. He went off on some crazy tangent. I heard a lot of it. Some of it was like in one ear, out the other ear. Long story short, he doesn't want to have a a conversation about a long-term or committed anything because they're not there yet. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So no long-term plans. It's too soon. But what's interesting is that they get back to the hotel and they start kissing. She starts taking his shirt off. She's like, I can do it. I can do it on my own, which I was like, Caleb, just chill. You are acting super weird. Just let her be herself. She clearly has lived the 20 plus years of her life without you. So I'm sure she's unbuttoned a shirt or two. So calm down. Um, Then they're making out more and more. He throws her on the bed. They make out more and more. She says, turn off the lights. And I was like, not only turn off the lights, get rid of the production crew and do what we always do. You close the door and we'll see you tomorrow. Anyhow, moving on to Jasmine and Gino. Now I have to tell you these two, I I find them very entertaining between the laughs and the baby talk and all the miscommunication. I just find it very, very entertaining. So this new toothbrush that if you guys don't remember, Ed bought um, Rose a toothbrush. Remember that whole thing? So I was like, is there like a subtle message, some passive aggressive message? But it can't be because you guys have never met in real life. But like who buys an electric toothbrush as a gift? Hmm? I, I mean, is that just, I don't know. Again, I might just be different, but I just think it's a weird gift for, for someone unless you're trying to say something, right? So Uh, They're figuring out the toothbrush between her manual and she's like turned on because he's showing her how to plug in an electric toothbrush. Like he's such a super engineer. Um, So they're doing some giggling and laughing in the bathroom, getting ready and baby talk. 
which is a whole other conversation that if I start it, I'm going to go off on a tangent. So I'm just not going to, I'm just going to say there was more laughter and giggles and baby talk to the ride share. Cause they're going to go shopping. And I was like, like who told you that was sexy? Yes, Amanda. That's why I can't even go to the comments anymore. Y'all are wiling out. It's a party up there. It's a party. Oh, and by the way, you guys, Stevie, I'm glad you said that. Because by the way, if you guys are not following uh, 90 Day the Melanated Way, which is on your screen right now, on Instagram, you're missing out. We have a whole poll and contest going on. So Jasmine reached out to me after I started a poll. And the poll was this. Okay, let me just pull it up because it's very important. Because we need 20,000 votes. And I think we only have like 200. So we're not doing very well at all. So, oh, this is the wrong one. So I did a Monday poll on Gino's hat. And the poll was, oh, excuse me, it was on Saturday. Today's Monday. Saturday poll. If you think we'll see Gino with his hat off this season, you're supposed to leave a smiley emoji. And if you don't think we're ever going to see it this season, you're supposed to leave the blue hat emoji. And um, we have, yeah, we have about 200, 200 votes. And Jasmine is up the ante for the poll. And she says, if we reach 20,000 blue hats, Gina will take his hat off for us and show us what it looks like. So that's a bit of a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert that we're probably not going to see this season him taking his hat off because if she's saying, hey, we'll do this contest, then there you go. So if you're on Instagram, go vote. Put that blue hat on because I am curious because the more he doesn't want to take it off, the more I need to know why. Do you know what I mean? Like, why? Why do you not want to take it off? What's going on there? All right, sidetracked. <laughs> and if you don't want to put a blue hat, you can be fancy like better days and just put a top hat as your emoji. Because <laughs> you live a luxurious lifestyle. All right, so they go shopping. Uh, she's really attracted to Gino. She like she really likes him, but she feels like he can't dress. He's always in like sports short, t-shirts, flip-flops, sandals, that such a thing. Um, but I also, and I thought that too, but I forgot about their age difference, right? Because she's in her 30s, he's in his 50s. So he's in that like, I want to be comfortable mode. Um, and what Gino is realizing is that they have different spending habits, which I feel like, that should have been a question, right? Because that's one of the four things I tell you guys to talk about is finances. How do you save money? How do you spend money? Right? Don't I always say that? Because it's so true. So they go shopping and um, she picks out a bunch of stuff and she's just like, you're going to try this, you're going to try this, you're going to try that and that and that and go. And she picked up a whole bunch of stuff. It turns out it's over $500. It's like $512.53. And he's looking at her and looking at the sales rep and looking at her. And he's like, um, I think I'm going to have to come back and buy these another time. Not even like, hey, let me pull one item out and let me pull another item out and I'll be good. 
no, like I was not planning to spend this. I've been out of work for several months, so I'm not planning to buy a lot of stuff, which is totally valid. You guys, 100%. Like I hear him. If you don't have money to spend, then you're not going to want to spend money, especially not on clothing when, you know, you, your basic needs. And now he's on vacation and he's having to take her out for meals and all, all these things. He's probably on a tight budget. So I was not mad at him. I thought, you know what? Um, I'm not mad. Like he's making wise older men decisions. Jasmine, it's easier to spend someone else's money when it's not your money and you're not paying for it. You're like, yeah, get that. Oh yeah, yeah, get that and get that and get that and get that. That makes sense when it's not yours. But I didn't see her say, okay, you don't have it. I got you, babe. I didn't see her do that. Right. But then she wants to cop an attitude because she's like, well, what am I supposed to tell her? And then she says to the sales rep, oh, you know, he forgot his wallet. We have to go get his wallet. I mean, we all know what that means. It means that you, you're not buying it. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time. Thank you for wasting my time. Now, I personally think that out of the two of them, if they really wanted him to dress up nicely, they didn't have to have $500. I saw one of the signs on as they walked to the cash register. One of the tables said $14.99. So, like, budget. Instead of, hey, let's not go out for dinner tomorrow because we're going out with this fancy dinner tonight and I'm meeting your friend. So I'll spend like $50 on the dinner I would have spent on the money I would have spent on dinner the next day. And we'll just use it for this. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a way to work it out. And at the very least she could offer to be like, Hey, I'm the one that wants you to dress up to impress my friend. So let me chip in and you know, I'll buy the shirt. You buy the shorts. There was none of that, but there was no communication. Don't, don't get me started. Okay, so they leave. She gets an attitude. She's like, what? Are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I'm not spending $500. And even if I did have the money, I wouldn't spend $500 on clothes because that's not who he is. And he says, like, listen, he feels uncomfortable. He doesn't like being put on the spot like that. But here's the thing, Gino, use your words. I don't understand how you got from the dressing room all the way to the cash register and knowing that you weren't going to buy these things. Just be like, Hey honey, this is fun. We are totally playing dress up, but I can't do this right now. That way you're not wasting anyone time, but yourselves. But instead he stayed quiet. And then he says he felt uncomfortable being putting on the spot, but you contributed to putting yourself on the spot because you didn't use your words and say, Hey, I don't want to buy these things before you got the cash register. Like y'all stood in like a whole line to walk up to the cash register you let her ring every single item in okay so he's a little upset with jasmine as well because he says that she she knows the situation that he hasn't been working in the last few months um and he also is upset because he doesn't want her to look at him as a walking cash machine which i thought was very astute of him right um, he's like, I am who I am. I'm a gym short t-shirt hat wearing comfortable kind of guy. And she's disappointed in his outfit, but she's like, what can I do? It is what it is. And so they go to dinner and they're meeting Leo. Leo shows up. And by the way, Leo is hot. Leo, the hairdresser, hot. He had that whole Latin vibe going on. He's a hottie two by four. Um, 
And so they have this whole little conversation. She's asking Leo, you know, what do you think of Gino? And I was surprised by his answer. He's like, you know, he looks honest. And she's like, you can tell me anything. He doesn't speak Spanish, so you can be honest with me. What do you really think? And um, she's, he's like, yeah, he seems like a good guy. He seems like he's an honest guy. Um, so because she's embarrassed, you guys, she's embarrassed with what Gino's wearing, right? So he wore the like some random gym shorts, a t-shirt, a hat, and those same sandals to the dinner. And because she was embarrassed, she explains Gino away. And so when Leo was like, yeah, you know, he seems honest. And she's like, yeah, yeah, he's totally honest. Plus he doesn't care about what anyone says. He doesn't care uh, but what anyone thinks about how he dresses, how he looks, he's just a free spirit and he just does what he wants. He doesn't care. You said all that so that you could justify the fact that you're embarrassed about what he's wearing and you don't want your friend to judge him. So you said all that so that he would think that, oh yeah, yeah, he doesn't care about all that stuff. He's just like a go with the flow type of guy. And I was like, Ooh, that is, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would want someone to explain it away because they're embarrassed about what I was wearing. I don't know. It doesn't sit right with me. And then uh, Leo goes on to say, yeah, I think Gino's perfect. He's perfect for marriage and for a baby. And she's like, whoa, baby, what are you, uh, what are you saying? And then she's like, well, she hasn't told Gino that she's still on birth control, right? So they're having unprotected sex. He has brought the pregnancy test, as you guys can remember. And so he's thinking, you know, by the end of this trip that she's going to be pregnant, they're going to get married and they're going to start a family when Jasmine is like, oh no, I, I'm still on the pill and I haven't let him know. And it was like a whole situation. So he's like, okay, well, you know, by not... Leo, by the way, who's like, well, by not saying everything doesn't mean like you're lying, but at some point you're going to have to tell him, right? She's going to have to tell him. So then Gino asked Leo, you know, what do you think of Jasmine? And he basically says she's a unique individual, one of a kind. She has no filter, but she also has a really hot temper. And they talk about the time where another hairdresser, his assistant, burnt her hair. And she grabbed the lady by her hair and started like shaking her and all the things. And I think it scared Gino. Like he was like, wait, what? And uh, so you could see in his mind, like he's like taking all of these mental notes, right? And then she could see that he was looking at her sideways and he was like, oh, don't worry. You know, I am like a puppy, you know, I can explode, but then in five minutes I've calmed down. And he's like, okay, okay. And then she said something interesting, you guys. She said to Leo, she turns to Leo and says, this is what I like about Gino. He's obedient. Obedient? Obedient? Did you just say... Stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. Obedient? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Obedient. And she says that she prayed to God 
Dear God, please send me an obedient, like you did not do, stop it. Just stop it. Your child should be obedient. Your partner, your partner and obedient should not be in the same sentence. Thank you very much. Anyhow. Gino's a bit concerned about her, as you should be, Gino. It's Christmas Day. It's the next day. They're in bed. And I don't know if you guys peeped it, but I completely saw it. He's in the bed. Okay. And we already talked about the shoe thing. I'm going to try not to make a big deal of it, but it is a big deal. For me, your outside clothes don't go into your bed where you sleep. So when he's like, she's in her nighty, so obviously she changed, but the same outfit, the same shorts and t-shirt and hat that he wore the day before when he was at dinner is the same outfit that he rolled out of bed in. So A, you have your outside clothes in your bed. B, that means to me that you didn't like shower, you didn't wash your face, you didn't brush your teeth, you just jumped into the bed with the same outfit. Like, Gina, really? You have no home training? You're 50 something. Is that how you, but then again, I did see how you, you live at home with all like the microwave food and all the nonsense. So, and like, you're in the, anyways, in the bed, same hat, same shirt, same shorts. And he is deciding that he's going to cook for her. He doesn't cook much as we know, because he does TV dinners. Uh, but he th- says that he is great with breakfast. So he's going to make eggs and toast. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I saw the eggs that he made. There was like no no type of seasoning on it. The bread didn't have any butter on it. It was just like some eggs that he whipped up, scrambled, put on a plate. Not a, not a lick of seasoning on those eggs. And then the toast, like I watch a lot of true crime, you guys. And it just really looked, and 60 days in is one of the shows that I've watched. And it just looked very 60 day in-ish. Like you just got this tray and they like dump some shit on your plate and it just looks nasty. Like you're saying you're good with breakfasts. Is this, I feel like whip up an omelet and some pancakes, some syrup. Anyways, she reminds him that she's a vegan, okay? So she's like, okay, baby, but don't forget I'm vegan. And he says, okay, so would you like two two eggs? Will that be enough? (laughs) Completely ignores her. And at that point, I realized that I don't think he realized what vegan meant. And we'll find out a little bit later that he doesn't. And so they sit down and they do not have breakfast because she's looking at it and she's like, it looks disgusting. She's like, okay, forget about eating. Uh, let's go ahead and um, exchange Christmas gifts. She has a present for him. And the present was hilarious to me. And it was so hilarious that I have to share with you guys. So she got these shirts. Uh, her says, I'm the crazy Panamanian girlfriend. And his shirt says, I love my crazy Panamanian girlfriend. And then this is the two of them with the shirt. 
She also got him a little pillow so that when he goes back and, you know, he misses her, he can hug on the pillow. And it said something like, you know, whatever, love, love, Gino and, and Jasmine forever, whatever, which I thought was very thoughtful. And then she's like, okay, where's my gift? And he's like, oh, I gave you my gift already. Remember that toothbrush I bought you? I guess I should have waited to Christmas, but that was your gift. And she's like, oh, so your planned gift was an electric toothbrush? And he's like, um, yeah. So she gets all pissed off and runs to the bathroom and slams the door because she's not impressed. And I got to tell you, like, again, I, I don't get the whole, I'm going to buy you a toothbrush because... Uh, like, you have to be saying something. Unless I say, you know what? I want one of those really cool electric toothbrush. And then that's on my list. I don't see why you would randomly just pick out of all the things you could buy in all of the world a toothbrush. Unless you're trying to say something. So she gets all mad. She storms off. And she's mad because she's like, you know, you're being cheap and you're being careless. And I've seen what you've done for your exes in the past. And you've took them here and you took them there and you took them on trips. You took one girl to Europe. And he's like, yeah, babe, but I was working back then. I'm not working right now. And I don't have any money. And she's like, well, you can say that, or you can say that you don't really care about me. <sighs> he gets mad and is like, you know what? I don't think this chick realizes the sacrifices that I've made to be away from my family, to travel here, to be with her and spend time with her over Christmas. Um, <clears throat> facts. Stevie says he spent all his money on those blue pills. Facts. So, you know, I get what he's saying. He's like, I don't got it like that. I told you I don't got it like that. I'm not working. Maybe when I'm working, yeah, I'll take you on a trip. But, you know, I did get you that toothbrush. <laughs> Okay, I've been practicing Hamina's name, so I hope I'm saying it right because I was so irritated by Ed not being able to say Kaori that it just irritated me. So I was like, I don't want to be that person. So Hamena, I've been practicing y'all Hamena, Hamena, Hamena. So Mike and Hamena, and uh, I just really, really need them to have a translator. I really do. I don't understand where's the translator. Production, where is the translator? You need a translator, Adam translator. Like, can we get a translator here? Because this is like painful for me, all of it. Because it's like, how are you possibly going to get to know each other when you guys cannot even communicate? Anyway, they're struggling because there's a language barrier. Uh, but basically, after kids went to the bed, to bed they had their romantic time and then the producer asked Mike did you get lucky and how was it and I had to take a picture of my screen because he was like the virgin that just got de-virginized he was giggling he was smiling he looked away he had to get lean down and take a sip of water and continue to giggle and he didn't answer the question. He just all shy and all like, oh my God, I'm, you know, I popped my cherry and I can't believe it. Oh, oh my God. Like it was all that. It was all that. It was all that. So he was really happy, you guys. 
And, you know, I've said it before. I, I feel protective of him. I want him to find love because, you know, he's 34. It's like that movie, the 40-year-old version. Like, we don't want that for Mike. We want him to find love. And I don't know. I just feel protective of him because, like, it's got to suck to not have ever had a girlfriend. So I just want him to find his love. So that being said, um, he then finally answers the question and says that it was the best time he's ever had with a woman. Um, and he had a great time over and over again. And Jimena just went all out. <laughs> and then the producer asked Jimena, you know, what did you think of him? And she says, oh, you know, it was normal. And that was her face. Nothing out of this world. But for Mike, it was the best moment of his life. <laughs> I was like, uh, the irony here, you guys. This is the irony to me. And it might be old school thinking, but Mike's 34, right? Was a virgin and was super excited. This was like the best thing that's ever happened to him. And then meanwhile... Jimena is 24 and, and I'm just going to say it because I just think it's interesting. I'm not shaming. I'm just curious. So Jimena, who's 24, her history is a one night stand that resulted in a baby prison bay, which resulted in a baby. And then now she's deflowered a virgin. Like that is some, that is some history girl. Like you could write a book on that. That's like a, that is like a telenovela. You hear me? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, complete telenovela. Prison Bay. And it's hours later. I'm sorry, this is so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Okay, it's hours later. Um, and they're gonna go out, spend the day. And now here's what got to me again. There's a lot that gets gets to me with these two. He just got there and not even five minutes into it, he spent the whole evening with her entire family. Because guess what? The entire family lives in the house that she furnished or that he furnished for her. Do you know what I mean? Like the dad saying all the stuff that he said last time. I don't know if he's good enough for her and yada, yada, yada. But meanwhile, you and your new wife live up in that house that he furnished. And now your entire family is going to go out and spend the day with them. There's no alone time except the little sexy time that you had the night before. Oh, yeah. But the sister, the mom, the Step, excuse me, the sister, the dad, the stepmom, the two kids, Mike, the sister. I was like, there's like 10 people in this caravan and you know who's going to have to pay for everything, right? I, I just, I, like, it couldn't be me. It couldn't be me. Y'all, because this is how I felt and I'm, I'm going to be totally honest, okay? He even said, I would have loved to have a little bit of alone time, right? 
I feel, and it's going to be terrible for me to say, and if you come for me, I understand it. I deserve it. But I feel like they're acting like he's the great white savior from the entire family. And I feel like they don't get out much. And so, ooh, you saw the cameras and the production crew. Yeah, let's go and go to the best place that we totally all wanted to go to. And let's swim and spa at this beautiful uh, tamales swim area. A beautiful oasis. Because even when you guys were driving in the caravan, looking out in awe of the beautiful land that you live in, and you're like, oh, look, there's a cow. Oh, look, there's a moose. Oh, look, there's a forest like you hadn't seen it before and that's the part that i was like mm, this is a little suspect to me it's a little, little suspect a little suspect that you're taking this opportunity to go and do all the things that you want to do and couldn't do because the great american is here who as you know the couch that you're probably sleeping on as the extra spare place to sleep he bought the table we're eating off, he bought. The fridge that we store the food on, in, he bought. The stove that we make the food on, oh, he bought that too. The coffee that we're drinking in the morning, oh, he bought that. Oh, and the maker, he bought that too. Oh, and the grinder, he bought that too. Oh, you know what I mean? I could go on. So, I, I just didn't like it. Is it? It's universal to point out cows when you pass a cow. It's just universal. We all bonded by that one fact. Is that a true statement? But I never did that ever. The only thing that we did in Canada as a kid. Oh, see, the Americans are calling me out now. That's not something that we I grew up with. But we did do something. And I'm a grown-up now. I know better. I'm not. Don't come for me, PETA. Don't come for me, animal, animal people. I'm just saying as a child growing up in Canada, we did do cow tipping. It did happen. When they were asleep, we tried to push them over. Now, did they fall over? Obviously not, because we were like 50 pounds. But did we try? Yes. I didn't know that. So apparently, when you drive and you see a cow, you point out, there's a cow. I didn't know that. I will I'll definitely start doing that. I played punch buggy. I know how to play punch buggy when you see one of those beetles and you punch buggy. Punch buggy blue, punch buggy red. I don't know anything about it. There's a cow, there's a cow. I learned something new as a grown-ass woman. All right. We are definitely all off track. I cannot be in the live chat with y'all because you guys are distracting me. Better day said moo. I hate it here. <laughs> you guys are the worst. <laughs> okay. They're in the swim oasis. And even though he sucks in bed, she's starting to feel some type of love for him. So they're <laughs> They're in that oasis and they're making out. And as you pan around, the whole family is watching. Even Jamar, the dad, is looking at them all making out. I was like, I could just never do it. I could never do it. But, you know, 
It's the long go. They're in it for the long haul. So she gets out of the water. She's talking to her sister, Wendy, um, telling her, yeah, we were intimate last night and I really want him to propose to me. And she's like, well, did you tell him that you can't have kids? And she's like, you know, I haven't told him. I know he wants them, but oh, we don't have we don't have midwife Crystal in the live chat today. I wanted to ask her. Anyways, any of the moms will know. Any of you moms can tell me because I'm not a mom yet. But she says, according to Jimena, that she suffered when she had two cesareans and it was the worst pain a mother could go through. And that's the first time I'm hearing that. So I'd like the mothers to weigh in if that's true. Having the cesarean is is, is the worst pain that you can go through when you're having childbirth. I'm curious. Um, and so... Because she had so much pain, she got her tubes cut and burned so she can never have more kids, which someone already told me that's not true. There's a lot of different things that you can do. But she didn't tell him. And even though they had many a plenty of conversation over the year that they were talking, she never told him because she said that she wanted to tell him in person. And the sister's like, well, you know, if you want to build a relationship on trust, you're going to have to tell him. Like, you're just going to have to tell him. Um, And so... She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll tell him, I'll tell him. And then so she's like, hey, Mike, I have something important. It's later in the, the evening. I have something important to tell you. Um, you know, I see you play with Harold and Juan and you're so good with them and you'd be a great dad, but I can't have children. I got a surgery, so no more children ever. And he is like, what? Why didn't you tell me? Like, why am I just hearing about this now? Um, and she's like, well, I was nervous that you were going to leave me. Yeah, you were nervous that the money was going to start stop coming and you know he was your paycheck the whole time before you guys met in real life and even now you're expecting him to support your whole entire family not just you and your two kids why why is that like i just don't what did you do your whole 24 years before you met him now i might be being protective of him but i just don't like anyone being taken advantage of you hear me? Yeah, everyone's talking about that. So uh, Vanessa has twins that are 24 years old. And I think Gina. So Gina has twins that are 24 years old. And Vanessa has a 24-year-old as well. Uh, a lot of people are saying, I think Olivia shouted out to me earlier today that, you know, people don't think that she looks 24. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anymore what anyone looks like at all. Cause sometimes I see these YouTube girls who are doing all their makeup and after their makeup, I find out they're like 18 and 19, but I thought they were like 30 and 40. And then you see like a 40 year old who's looking like she's 20. I don't know how old anyone is anymore. I don't ask if you love it. I love it. If you like it, I love it. If you look good, you look good. If you don't look good, you don't look good. I don't care about your age. Cause I don't know. And I, I just, I can't tell. I can't tell. I don't know who's who or what's what. Um, Lori said, I heard that a second cesarean can be excruciating. Okay. I had a friend who had an emergency cesarean and she still has some pain from it 14 years later. Okay. So I guess what Jimena said is true. I would necessarily, you know what, Texas Gina, I'm looking at your profile picture and I would have thought that too. Go ahead, sexy mama. 
Um, all right. I'm staying in the live chat because I'm getting distracted again. One last comment. She's had a rough life, so I believe her being 24. But, okay, that's fair. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like if you weren't... Let me not say it. Let me just go back to here. Let me go back to my notes. All right, so he's super upset. She's like, are you angry with me? He's like, yeah, I'm angry with you. You know, I wish you would have told me sooner. I don't want to have secrets. And also, too... This is big news. I'm going to have to think about it. I'm going to have to think about it. Yes, you guys are. You guys are badass tonight, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it, but it's making the show go longer because I'm so distracted by the craziness that's in the live chat and a stick on topic. And you guys know I get distracted and I'm being distracted by a lot of this stuff that I'm seeing up in here. <clears throat> um. Okay. Last and certainly... Can I, I can't, I'm just going to tell you this, you guys, if you guys are part of my Patreon on Friday, I have so much tea about Ella. Like I have so much tea and the receipts. So I can't wait till Friday, even though it's only Monday. All right, Johnny, uh, he's in Jinyan city spending time with his family because he is waiting to go to Singapore. He's waiting for his travel visa so he can go to Singapore, quarantine for two weeks there, and then fly directly over to America where he's going to spend three months with Ella after quitting his job and giving up his apartment. Makes no sense to me. But I, I think I told you at the top of the show, I already have a theory on this. I have a theory that he's not going to ever step foot in America. He's not going to make it. And that's why this whole thing is long distance and all the things. Uh, Michelle says, I like Ella. Well, I'm glad you like Ella. She's, I, 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 the jury's out on my end for Ella. I don't like anyone that fetish, fetish, why can I say that word? Fetish sizes. <laughs> I don't think, because I can't say the word right now, because I'm going crazy. I don't think that you should have a specific type that you only, a specific race that you only date. I, I just don't think it it's I just don't think that's right. I think that for you to say I'm gonna go on an Asian site only to find I just it's there's too much. Let me not get started. Let me go work on my my vocabulary because I can't say that word for some reason right now. Anyways, he's gonna quarantine for two weeks, fly to the US, and so he's spending time with his family. And he's fishing with his son, Stoney, who's super cute, five years old. Favorite thing is ice cream, of course, because he's five. He's so cute. And uh, we find out that in China, it's common for the grandparents to take care of the grandkids because the parents are always working so hard. And in return, the parents take care of the grandparents. So like it's it's multi-generational, which is like in a lot of um, immigrant families, it's multi-generational and everyone takes care of everyone. And I think it's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> so they get to the house, they're all cooking. They're going to make dumplings, which totally was like looking so yummy to me. I don't know if you guys know, I used to live in, it's totally not the same thing, by the way. It's not the same thing, but the dumplings reminded me of when I was living in Japan. And so I just... Mm, I was like, mm, 
Mm, I need all I need all the Japanese food. I need all the Chinese food. Mm, I need all of it. Okay. So they're cooking dumplings and fried chip, uh, shrimp. And um, we find out that, you know, he supports the family financially. He's the breadwinner of the household. And the mom is worried that he already has a failed marriage. And so she wants him to be cautious moving forward, thinking that he's going to get married a second time. And we find out from Johnny that one of the reasons that his marriage failed is because of the parents. And he didn't want to say because of the mom specifically, but he did say in a shady kind of way. He was like, well, you know, because the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law were fighting all the time. There was no peace in the household. So then we got divorced. And I was like, damn, Johnny calling your mama like that on national TV. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Um. And then the mom throws in a little bit of shade, too. And she's like, oh, so if you're going to mar- marry a foreigner, that means there's going to be no fights. And then Johnny throws some shade back at her and says, well, you guys can't understand each other. So you won't be able to fight because you can't communicate and you'll have to communicate through me. And I prefer it that way. Um, so thinks it would just be better to have a local Chinese wife. Um, and then he explained, which is true. China for a very long time had that one child, one household rule. And so you couldn't have multiple children. You can only have one. And it's a, you should look it up. You guys, it's a crazy, like, there's a lot of crazy stories, um, from back in those times. Cause um a lot of uh chinese families they wanted to keep their name living on and so they would prefer to have a male child there are a lot of crazy stories like i don't want to get into it now but if you look it up there's a lot of crazy stories on how you got the one son when you know you had a daughter before so anyways because of that there's a limited amount of women in china so it's hard uh to find a woman, he says, in China. Um, and he's just looking for someone that is going to accept him as a single dad. And because he only he already has that one child, a lot of people were not accepting him. So he was having a hard time. Um, and so that's why he's looking elsewhere. Now, the other thing that's a big deal is that, like I said, he's the breadwinner of the family and they depend on him. So he's worried that now that he quit his good ass paying job that obviously supported him, his son, his mom, and his dad. What are they going to do? Cause he's got no job, no money. How is he going to support the family? And so the mom's like, I want you to stay in China, which is why I think he's not going to ever come to the U S. And I think that him finding out, um, or him texting Ella while she's in the gym, which we'll talk about is part of, leading us the viewers up to the fact that they're actually not going to connect in real life. So we see Ella, no word on Johnny's visa. She's going to the gym because she wants to lose 10 to 20 pounds uh, before she gets there or before he comes to America. And so she's going to work out with the trainer and she talks a lot about having anxiety because she feels like people are looking at her Um, and so that causes her anxiety. And I, I've heard that before from a lot of people and I want to encourage you guys, like I'll talk for myself. I'm way fatter 
over the last two years that I've ever been in my life. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. But I think that we've all had our own struggles. And I would, if you're trying to make yourself healthy, don't ever think that anyone's side on you. And if they are siding you in the gym, like fuck them. Okay. Cause you're trying to make yourself better. And so don't let anyone think that they're better than you. You're out there taking the small steps and that's what you should be proud of. That's what you should be proud of. You should be proud of the fact that you're taking the steps. And when I said last week that it's important that if you want to lose weight, you have to lose it for yourself. You have to lose it for yourself and you have to encourage yourself and you can't let anyone make you feel otherwise. And yeah, it can be intimidating going to a gym because there are the like the gym rats who are all like swole and cut and the pretty girls. And I'll tell you this, when I go to the gym and people make fun of me all the time and I actually laugh at it. I literally roll out of bed, I wash my face, I brush my teeth, and I put on, like, my bullshit gym wear. It may or may not be matching. It's whatever's clean, okay? Hair's up, boom, off I go. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to work out, then I'm going to come home and shower, and then get ready and do my day. That's how, that's how I do it. Now, when I go to the gym, I also do see that there are some people that have full makeup, full hair, matching Lulu lemon outfits, matching shoes, bringing the whole nails. That's not me. And I can see how that that can be intimidating, especially if they're super in shape. I can totally see. But what I'm saying is that don't be intimidated by any of that. Go in, do you boo. You're taking the steps, whatever it takes, go for a walk, go for a hike, whatever, baby steps. And then if you go in the gym and they're making you feel like that, then just like in your mind, just be like, fuck you. Because I think the saying is, God, I, I, I can't, whatever. The saying is like, you can be fat, but you can lose the weight, but you're always going to have like an ugly soul. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. That's, it's, you get my point. Um, so that all being said, uh, she's working out and then she gets a text from Johnny and uh, he says that the Singapore visa is denied and she starts crying and she calls him. He's no, she's no, there's no answer on his part. She's feeling devastated. She tries calling again and again, no answer. And that's how it ends. Um, Amanda says fat shaming is like the one acceptable population people we still make fun of. It's so gross and we can do better. We can 100% all do better. And I, again, I'll say this, do it for yourself and don't care about what anyone else says. Um, everyone. Yes, I agree. Keto is the bomb bomb. I lost so much weight on keto and I will get there eventually. But the problem is you guys is like, I, if you know me, you know, I went vegan for all of last year. Um, now I'm more vegetarian. And the thing with keto is like, there's just so much, there's like the protein part, which worked for me because, you know, I love eating like sausages and eggs and vegetables and tons of vegetables. So it really worked for me. I didn't, didn't feel like I was on a diet. So I'm going to have to sort that with myself. Um, but I see a lot of you guys are talking about doing a weight loss journey. We should totally do it. I would jump on that because I am going to start doing it because what I refuse to do is I'm like, Gino, I'm not going to spend $500 on clothes when I have 
closets full of clothes. It would be insane for me to buy one more item because I can't fit it because the last two years have been a hot mess. No. So I'll, I'll reach out to you guys. Um, yes. Join our Patreon. We'll do a little, we'll do a little fitness guru business. Um, and we'll work that out. That will be fun. And then, cause you know, our Patreon people, we talked about doing a group trip Anyways, we'll talk about it on Friday. Now, um, that's the show. I do want to tell you guys uh, what the production schedule I'm thinking is going to look like. A, I watched David and Annie, you guys. If you haven't watched it yet, you're going to love it. I am so happy that they're back on TV because Annie is hysterical. I was cracking up the whole, it's only like 22 minutes um, because they're, they have their show and then Lauren and Alexi, which I haven't seen yet. I'll watch that next. But um, Annie's hilarious. And I can't wait to review it because she's hilarious. She's hilarious, you guys. So David and Annie, after the 90 days, 100% recommend it. Uh, So I think the production schedule is going to look like this. Mondays I'll do before the 90 days like this. Tuesdays I'm going to do Darcy and Stacy, And then Wednesday I'll do after the 90 days. And it will be like an hour show, but I'll do both Annie and David and Lauren and Alexi to make the hour, if that makes sense. And then on Friday we'll do news and gossip. And then in between... Any of the cast interviews will fit in there as well. Does that make sense, everyone? Um, I don't know. I have Discovery Plus, so that's where I'm watching them. But because TLC is promoting it, I'm sure it's on TLC as well. Um, Dash, I'll circle back and get back to you on that. Um, and what else? Thank you, Patty. I so appreciate your positive vibe from you, Linda. Fantastic message for the new year. Yes! Oh, did I not talk about the single life? Damn it. Where do I fit single life in in production? Thank you, Dream Big. What day do I normally do single life? Oh, you know why, you guys? I'm going to be honest. I do it on Thursdays. Ugh. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll do single life on Thursdays. The thing about... The thing about single life, you guys, I'm having a hard time with it. I need a break from Natalie and I need a break from Ed. And so then I, I take a break and then I'm always catching up. So then I have to do two episodes in one because I just, I'm having a hard time with them and they take up so much of the airtime. Like just give me Debbie. I would totally be cool with that. Sprinkling a little Sinjin. I'd be totally cool with that. And the rest is like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't need Ed's crazy behavior, going too fast, predatory ways, allegedly. I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying, like, I have, I just have a hard time with him. And Natalie crazy is just, it's getting crazier every, I used to be team Natalie. I really did. I just thought, you know, she's just very eccentric, but now she's just mean. She's just mean. And no one is good enough for her when really she needs to work on her damn self. All right, you guys. I'm going to let you go. I've been talking and talking and talking and talking. Uh, It's been a great show. You guys were awesome in the live chat. Wherever you are, if you could just hit that thumbs up before you leave. And I will see you guys all tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's all I know. Bye.